Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Thank you for listening to this Belly Up Sports Podcast Network product. Some said we'd go belly up, so we made it our name, and we're still here. Coming up on the Behind the Mic podcast, we talk Big Ben, Cam Newton being disrespected at his own football camp, and what it would take to get a 14-year, $340 million contract. Now that football is over, we get you caught up on the NBA just before the All-Star break. And also, there is no loyalty in sports. And in Storytime with Uncle Mike, we tell you about how desperate people are to get a package from FedEx. You're behind the mic with Mike O'Neill Jr. What's happening, people? Behind the Mic Podcast, your host, Michael Neal Jr., Belly Up Sports Podcast Network. Every Wednesday, you will hear me behind the mic. And we're going to start to show off, uh, you know, 2020 and a little bit of 2021. It all started with famous people dying or someone being lost. Uh, in sports, when we're in the sports arena right now, uh, we had Kobe. We just had the one-year anniversary of his, his daughter, and the others who died in that helicopter crash last year, uh, David Stern and countless uh, others. Okay, so uh, today, this morning, uh, there was breaking news around 7.12 Pacific time in the AM. Tiger Woods, thank God, is okay, but Tiger Woods goes tumbling down a hill in a one-car, a single-car crash. And according to ESPN, um, he was in a single-car crash in L.A. and suffered multiple serious leg injuries, according to his agent, Lee Steinberg. And from reports, they said he's got two broken legs in uh, probably multiple places, but he has suffered some serious injuries. Um, he's gone undergone hours of surgeries at Harbor UCLA Medical Center. And at this crash site, crash site, he was conscious at the scene. 
Um, and this all went down around 7.18 a.m. Pacific time in Rancho Palos Verdes, California. He was traveling down, per, uh, from what I've read, a known hill that is one of those kind where you have to go into another gear to downshift because of the steepness of the hill. And he was tra traveling down that hill in the 2021 Genesis SUV. He hit the median, uh, hit the curb, went into some trees and rolled several times, multiple times. And it ended, uh, it ended up he was 700 feet from the road. Uh, it took the jaws of life um, to free him from his car. He was alert. Uh, and then according to the L.A. County, uh, the, well, the Los Angeles Sheriff's Department, there was no, um, there, there were, he was not um, uh, impaired in any way. So that's good news. Um, I'm glad that the man is okay because we coming off the top of the last two years, it's always something. We're getting bad news about somebody. So, and it always happens in threes. I don't understand that. Um, but he's recovering. Uh, again, he's had surgery on today. He's he's been recovering from back from a back procedure. We was talking last week about. I'm not talking about on this show, but talking about whether or not he was going to be in the Masters coming up, and it was going to all depend on his rehab. He had a back procedure back December 23rd, and we didn't know if he was going to play or not. Definitely not now. Um, but I'm just glad that the man is okay, that he is alive, and that he is uh, going to get healthy. So prayers up for Tiger Woods. He currently ranked 50th in the world. I mean, last year he only played in nine tournaments. I'm just looking for him to bounce back. And now um, this is another uh, gigantic hurdle for him to climb physically. He's had, what, four back surgeries or procedures and had the Achilles back in 2011. So I'm, I'm really hoping to see him back come next year. Um, it's going to be a while. I don't really – I don't think anybody knows just yet. I haven't heard or read any other reports as to uh, the extent of his injuries and how long it's going to take for him to recover. Um, but all we do know is that he suffered some serious injuries to his legs, but he is – alive so we're going to go right to it uh from the time from the top you already know what time it is there's no more nfl right so there's no nfl rundowns from the weekend so weekly we are going to provide the rundown the couple of years that i went to football camp at the university of tennessee in the 90s i never witnessed what i saw cam newton have to deal with last week at his own football camp now, those coaches back in the day, which included like Phil Former, defensive coordinator John Chavis, offensive coordinator David Cutliffe, or even some of the former and current players that were there at the time when I attended, like Carl Pickens or Terry McDaniel, Joey Kent, or even Leonard Little, would have sent that kid back home stuffed in his backpack. Period. Kids these days, they don't have the same respect, and clearly there was zero from a kid that told a Heisman winning NCAA champion, NFL MVP, Super Bowl starter, that he was nothing more than a free agent. Kid, kick rocks. He did apologize. Mm -hmm. So, the Pittsburgh Steelers have yet to decide on whether or not to bring Big Ben back, Ben Roethlisberger, for 19th season. 
for the past three or four years, personally, if you've listened to this show through the Light Brothers podcast feed, you've heard me already say that, look, I've been looking for the next quarterback because it's like the Pittsburgh Steelers can't ever beat the teams that they need to beat to get over that hump. Yes, they've been to three Super Bowls with this kid. Well, he's not a kid anymore. He will be 39 soon. 38-year-old quarterback. Um, look, I want to see who was going to be next because as a fan, you see Pittsburgh kind of stuck in the middle of just being good enough to get to the playoffs. That's not the Steeler way. Although he's been good, he's been great. He's a Hall of Fame. He's going to be in the Hall of Fame one day. So I'm not surprised that, you know, GM Kevin Colbert, Colbert or owner Art Rooney II have yet to make a decision on whether or not to bring him back. Truth is, it still doesn't make sense to me that the Pittsburgh Steelers would have a guy his first year back from elbow surgery, throw 50 passes a game, although two year, uh, two yards at a time, that is. <laughs> it's like they knew that they would not be able to run the ball that uh, this past year. And I know the Steelers' defensive players, their backs were hurting from carrying that team through a majority of the season. Now, I'm finding out that I'm not the only one who has said other quarterbacks in the AFC North would be better suited carrying their teams than Roethlisberger. All right, no shade, but Ike Taylor, former cornerback, won a, a Super Bowl title with Big Ben, said in a TMZ interview that it was time for Big Ben to, quote, shut it down. Why? Because out of the four AFC North quarterbacks, Ben included, who are you going to pick last? Not Lamar. Yeah, Baker, he's kind of in the middle for me, but... I almost feel like we'd have a better chance at winning with him at quarterback. At least he'll take some chances. Or even Joe Burrow, who was lost, even though his team stinks, still, he's a quarterback that's slinging the ball all over the field, and it took an ACL in, uh, injury for him to stop doing what he was doing. These three guys are dangerous, and they are starting to provide in Cleveland for Baker Mayfield what is needed. They got offense, they got defense, they have a coach now. Hmm. Go back and listen to some of the older <laughs> podcasts. <laughs> Go back and look, listen to the older episodes. So, you know what, though? I'm just now seeing the solution to the problem, though. I should have brought Big Ben, Tom Brady's book for Christmas. You know, the TB12 method. If I had, Ben would still be playing at a high level into his 40s. But I will say this, having a Hall of Fame career, drinking beer and doing yoga is pretty impressive. Major League Baseball, I was scrolling right along on Twitter and saw a tweet from ESPN's Jeff Passan that simply said, quote, to all the great athletes out there, play baseball, end quote. And then I tweeted, if you can convince athletes to be patient. Passan's tweet was referring to San Diego Padres shortstop Fernando Tatis Jr.'s 14-year, $340 million contract extension. He's just 22, y'all. The third largest contract in Major League Baseball history. Behind Mike Trout, who got 426 and a half. Mookie Betts, who got 365. Hometown hero. Let's go, Mookie. And then just, uh, and then right, what, 10 million more than Bryce Harper. Yes, kids, you too can make that kind of bread while standing in the outfield, chewing bubblegum and spitting sunflower seeds. Just know that if you want to play baseball, you don't get drafted and automatically get on the team like you do in the NBA or in the NFL doesn't work that way but you what you have to do is you have to ask yourself 
if you like riding buses and making less money than the guy bagging your fries at McDonald's. No shade, but how bad do you want it? NBA, look, this is the most horrible time of the sports year, post-Super Bowl and waiting for the NBA playoffs. Unless you are an NBA fan who loves regular season games, okay? Those are the ones who don't care. They like watching 82 games of basketball. I'm sorry, I don't. Okay, I watch the most important games. I'm not watching the Sacramento Kings play against the Oklahoma City Thunder on a Tuesday night. I don't always do that. Maybe every now and then while I'm eating, and when I finish eating, I change the channel. Just being honest. But it's just too many games for me, even with 10 less this season because of COVID. I'm telling you, I really wish the NBA season was more like college basketball. Picture this, 30 games of an NBA season where they have every game that matters. Then the playoffs and then on to the finals. No? Okay. Well, all right, well, let's, let's just start with the Lakers then. Stop me if you've heard this one before. So Anthony Davis gets hurt. Yeah, yeah, real funny, right? I know, right? The the Lakers knew uh, his injury history after acquiring him from the New Orleans Pelicans. The guy's made out of wet tissue paper. I can't help that, okay? He cannot and is incapable of making it through an entire season. Poor LeBron. I know people don't want to hear that, but poor LeBron. This dude's back really hurts. I'm talking about the Pittsburgh Steelers defense. How many teams has LeBron been carrying? I understand he has some help down the line, but he has carried more average squads than anybody I've ever seen. Actually, the dude is even more like Wolverine. Even though if he is hurt, he just heals automatically. But 18 years in and at 35 years old, I don't know how much longer LeBron can really carry teams like this. Eventually... Something's going to break. Y'all saw the end of Logan, right? I hate that movie. But he and Tom Brady are like real-life vampires, though. Of course, the Lakers, they make the playoffs. But beware of the Utah Jazz. Anthony Edwards posterized the guy this weekend. I didn't even bother to see his name. Didn't make, you know, a whole... It didn't matter to me. I saw the dunk, and the dude got a meet and two veg on national TV. Period. Had it been me... I would have taken a few years off, dyed my hair blonde or something, and I would have gained 50 pounds and came back to the G League or something like that. But there's no coming back from catching a meeting two under the basket. I'm still trying to figure out one thing, though, whether or not I actually believe in the New Jersey Nets. I keep saying, quote, they don't have a bench. I'm saying that a lot, end quote. I've said that a whole lot. I've talked to my son about that. But they keep rolling up these wins. And after this past weekend, the Nets were 12-4 and four against teams that are 500 or better. The defense is, yeah, but their offense is, oh, my God. That's my Jay Billis impression when they asked him about Zion Williamson when he first saw him in high school. <laughs> they are undefeated, the Nets are, in the past six games. Don't know, um, is that the time I'm recording this? They may have won more including wins over the Clippers, Lakers, Suns, and Warriors. But who cares if there was no Anthony Davis for the Lakers? And not to mention that my man Paul George sat in the closing minutes a couple days ago at the end of the Clippers' next game. Oh, and James Harden, as good as he's been, he's found new ways to flop and get away with it. Referees, shame on you. 
Now, I'm not the biggest fan of the in the world of the NBA All-Star game. I'm just being honest. I should say on the voting side of the All-Star game. The NBA All-Star teams are complete now with the announcement of the All-Star reserves. And I understand that this is for the fans, but the fans, they just get it wrong, period, point blank. Okay, I've watched these guys in a row back in the day get introduced in suits. And these are guys that have barely played hardly any of that season. I can name them, I'm not. And they got in on their names. I'll give you an example. I'm looking at the roster right now of, well, the fan, uh, the final fan totals from the All-Star voting. I'm seeing Klay Thompson got over 335,000 votes. Why? He ain't played at all. Not one minute. I've played more than Klay Thompson has this season. But they keep doing it. So I understand that. But uh, all-star game. Anyway, look, they got in on the names. And other players, they still get in on their names. And I absolutely hate that Devin Booker got disrespected once again. He's not in the all-star game. I understand that there's some people that's going to get snubbed. And we have to take somebody out. I would... I'll leave it there. Anyway, but speaking of the Warriors, the Golden State Warriors, I agreed mostly with what Draymond had to say, you know, as far as his comments on trades. But you probably don't want to use James Harden as an example. Just a little suggestion there, bro. We'll deal with you later. Steph Curry, he's proven more and more that he's that dude. He won't win the MVP this year, but he will definitely get votes. Raise your hand if you have hit the reset button during a video game we've been getting whooped anybody anybody all right you in the back cool me and you yeah we've done that but it's time for the boston celtics to get off their couch and hit that button danny ainge is right they're not good enough their roster isn't good enough and just like bill parcells famously said you are what your record says you are and it might be time to bust this team up except for jason tatum but you let the Pelicans come back down from the third, you know, third quarter this past weekend. You had them down by 24 points. But you also have to understand it is basketball. But if you're a good team, you can hold those leads or at least finish. How about that? That is all. Up coming up, Draymond, I got a little something for you, brother. I'm trying to help you. All right, 1994, who remembers the movie Speed? Keanu Reeves, Sandra Bullock, Dennis Hopper, God rest his soul. Dennis Hopper played, he was the bad guy in the movie, played uh, Howard Payne, a bomber who rigs a city bus to blow up if the bus goes under 50 miles an hour. The bomb armed once the bus went over 50, and it explodes if it goes under 50. Turns out, Howard Payne, the bad guy, is extorting $3 million from the city for money that he felt was due to him. Why? He apparently worked as an LAPD bomb squad guy for years, and he became useless to the squad after a bomb went up, went off and basically jacked up his hand. Not a lot of loyalty there. there. What did he say in the movie? Uh, sorry, we gave you a cheap gold watch and a sorry about your hand. He wasn't happy about that. I worked for FedEx for 21 years. I busted my tail. Now, I'm not saying there's zero loyalty there, but it's conditional because it's a business. It's a business. I mean, I, I worked for so long, 
um, and and have put so much into this company. I'm still with them, but as a courier, I just wore myself down. I was told for years, slow down, slow down, slow down. But I didn't know any other speed but Russell Westbrook's speed. You know, go, 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 let's go, let's go, move, move, move. That was me. And now I work in the office. Best decision I ever made. And I love this job even more than I did as a courier. But sometimes as a courier, you feel a little bit underappreciated. Even though they do some things here and there for you, conditional loyalty. As long as you can do something for any company out there, and I'm not, you know, I'm not really trying to throw shade at my at my employer. But let's just be real. It's a business. Draymond Green had some stuff to say uh, in wake of what happened with Andre Drummond being there at the game with against the Cavaliers and then he was sent back and came back in street clothes and then he's there because not being able to play because, well, he was going to be traded. He named some other examples, including Blake Griffin, and and he talked about basically he was venting about how he did not like the way that teams and executives treat the players. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Team Ready. Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is, so they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. Here's to the great American settlers. The millions of you who settled for unsatisfying jobs because they pay the bills. Of course, there is something else you could do if you got something to say. Start a podcast with Spreaker from iHeart and unleash your creative freedom Maybe even earn enough money to one day tell your old boss, hey, I'm no settler. I'm an explorer. Spreaker.com. S-P-R-E-A-K-E-R. Hustle on over today. I agree with him on some of those points, but let's just be real. There's never, since they started paying money to athletes, big time money, that's your your loyalty. You're only loyal as far as that check goes, right? And even then, just ask them NFL players. They only play. You don't get all of that money. The guaranteed money, that's why they fight for guaranteed money. Because once they are hurt and no good to the team, they're going to be cut. No matter what you've done for that team. And understand that. Because people's jobs are on the line. If you don't produce, then you don't keep your job as a player. If you don't produce as, as a GM by bringing in those players, then you're not going to keep your job. And ownership, they're gonna fans are gonna be looking at you saying sell, sell, sell. You know, just ask New York Knicks fans what they've been asking for out of their owner, and probably not ever going to get it. But there's no loyalty in sports for players or teams. And one thing that you have to think about his, his what was, I mean, what, what were the things that he was saying? Okay, so you know, there's reasons why it's called a business. And to a degree, I believe, like I said, that trade-off was that they pay you the big money and then we basically could do what we want with you in the end. But what I said last week about Russell Wilson, and he wanted to be he wants to be one of those guys involved with front office decisions and say, hey, look, give me your left tackle. 
Uh, let me get um, let me get one of those centers. Uh, let let me get a better running back, or or maybe give me a receiver or something like that. Even though he's got two guys, Lockett and Metcalf. So, but he wanted to be more involved. But here's the thing: the fact that he spoke up, he got shot down by a lot of different people after all of these cookie cutter answers and go hawks at the end. I told you, my first thought last week was what? I guess athletes are just supposed to just accept everything around them and take all the blame and not say a word. That doesn't make any sense to me, but nonetheless, what was Draymond's points? There was a double standard. Is there? Yeah. He said, yeah, they're expected to come in, be in shape, and be professional no matter what. He's asking for the teams to be more professional. Now, can they be? Yes, they should. They should be more professional. They shouldn't. You know, a player shouldn't find out that he's getting traded through social media. A player shouldn't be find out finding out that he's being traded. He or she is supposed to, is being traded through a, a, a interview. Okay, so it shouldn't be a surprise. And understand also that you on, on the team side, you can't show all your cards all the time, right? I get that. And by the way, like I said, you know, some of the examples that you threw out there, they were great. Except for James Harden. Please don't use that as an example. James Harden came back uh, fat, okay? He came back fat, and yes, you admitted during your speech that he was dogging it. So don't even use that as an example. He want, And plus, the team did a lot of the things that he was asking them to do. Don't forget that. So they brought in players. And they got rid of players. They brought in coaches and they got rid of coaches. And then when it didn't work, because mainly he didn't, wasn't always up to snuff, then he wants out. So that's already been talked about. I'm not going to stay there. But I understand that. But there's no there's no loyalty. That, that Those things take a level of loyalty. In the end, what was his point? It's unfair and we want to be told when we're traded. That's basically what he's saying. But for that to be done, there has to be a certain level of loyalty. And that doesn't exist. Teams, yes, they should fix that stuff. But you're not loyal to a team because if the team stinks, players, if the team stinks, you want out. That's what they're doing now. And if they don't do what you tell them to do, then you want out. Or if you don't come... And if you don't measure up to your promises, you want out. Tell me I'm wrong. Tell me I'm lying. And I know I'm not. And at the same time, the teams, look, they have a business to run. Fans want to see production. Fans want, and I just saw something come across my phone. Dallas just beat the Boston Celtics. Celtics have lost again. Anyway, it's basketball time. So, I mean, they, they make moves. And, yes, they lie. And I believe that athletes, they could do some of the same things. I'm mostly on the side of athletes, but let's just be real. Understand the position of some of the executives and executives, you have to understand your players better. So, yes, both sides need to be more professional, but there's no real loyalty. I remember one of the reasons, one of the things that I lamented for years was that I was I, I I really wanted to see players stay put. I remember just I mean I grew up a football fan. I was a San Francisco 49ers fan. I'm not going into that now since you know I'm a Steelers fan. But the loyalty, well I guess I can. 
Why am I not a San Francisco 49ers fan? Okay, I'll tell you why. I saw, and I didn't understand it yet at the time, and if you know anything about free agency, how it changed sports, it really kind of started with football, at least for me, because in the 90s, that's when people started going all over the place. If you go back and you look at, since we said the Steelers, you go back, you look at those those old teams. Name any of those those athletes that played back in the day. I mean, where did where did Franco Harris finish his career? It wasn't in Pittsburgh. I remember seeing the picture from above the huddle with him in a Seattle Seahawks uniform. What? And then uh, you go further. You want to talk about the uh, the 49ers? Yes. Okay, so I was mad when they let Roger Craig walk. Tom Ratham and, and they're both playing in the Oakland Raiders or Los Angeles Raiders uniforms. Jerry Rice played in the Super Bowl with the uh, the Los Angeles with the uh, Oakland Raiders. And speaking of Jerry, that's the reason why I'm not a San Francisco 49ers fan anymore. I was upset when and didn't understand at the time that Jerry Rice won. This was going to be his last game anyway. They had already did my man Joe Montana letting him go, but I didn't understand he was 35 years old. They weren't going to allow him to come back. They finally gave in to Steve Young, who always wanted his job anyway. So once Leonard Marshall ended his 49ers starting career and he ended up with the Kansas City Chiefs, can't tell you how happy I was when the Chiefs and Montana beat <laughs> uh, Steve Young. But, um, I mean, that I, mean, I, I feel I, I just they weren't even any use to them anymore. And you have to understand how old, much older they were and the production had fallen off. I didn't. As a fan, I didn't, and I didn't like them throwing 20 passes to, to, to Tara Owens. I didn't. I was like Jerry Rice, and then years later, probably about five years ago, I actually heard the, the, the sounds from that game, and he was like, it's supposed to be Jerry Rice Day. He was mad, but he was getting triple teamed by the Bears. I didn't understand that, but there's not a whole lot of loyalty in sports. It's, it's all about, it, it's about production. And if you're not producing, they're going to send you packing. And in the NBA, they change teams more than you change draws. You know what I mean? Uh, and speaking of football, sticking, staying with football or transitioning over from to football, teams are loyal to you as long as you're productive, yes, and that will never change. Look at what happened to Tom Brady. Tom Brady did want more money, and I don't know why he waited so long to ask for more money. Come on, dude. After all of those Super Bowls, and, and having a Hall of Fame career, they let him walk. They let him walk. And it was more his choice than it was the Patriots. But then the Patriots said, I mean, Belichick wasn't going to pay him his money. He wasn't going to pay him. And I'm wondering if he ever would have paid him. Not a whole lot of loyalty. Belichick is a shining example of that. Just look at all the players that they just said, eh, we'll, we'll let you go early. We'll let you go early. And they sent him packing. So, that's a shining example. Ben Roethlisberger, he's probably, they're waffling and wondering in Pittsburgh whether or not they're going to sign him, even though he's saying, I'll take less money. After all the years of service and the Super Bowls and the performance and the Hall of Fame career, despite yoga and beer, he's still, uh, <laughs> he's looking staring down the barrel of retirement. And that's, it's just, it's fair on that end. I understand that. Carson Wentz, he just 
got traded. Now, the Eagles, of course, they didn't get what they thought they was going to get. <laughs> they thought they was going to get, what, two firsts and a second or whatever it was. And instead, they had to settle for third-round picks, stuff like that. Did not sell. Uh, Carson Wentz I didn't trade him off for what they thought they was going to get. But Carson Wentz and Jalen Hurts. Carson Wentz, what happened with him? Okay, so you have to understand what happened from his perspective, of course. He went from being uh, possible, he didn't win it, y'all, the possible NFL MVP in 27, uh, in 2017, blowing out his knee, and his team still wins the Super Bowl without him. His backup, who took over for him and got a little bit of magic and luck, ended up going to the Super Bowl, beating the Patriots a Patriots team that didn't even punt in the game and his backup wins the MVP and gets a statue outside a statue. And you're supposed to be the quarterback. So I understand that. I understand where his mind was, but he let it, that mental side get to him and he stunk. He was one of the worst quarterbacks statistically this past year. He lost his job. Only Loyal is conditional loyalty. Hey, look, you can't produce, so I'm going to put this third round pick in, the second round pick in Jalen Hurts. And heck, even Jalen Hurts got pulled. No loyalty there, even though he was picking things up so he can, so Doug Peterson, the coach at the time, could give the third string quarterback some reps in the last game of the season. And then I hear, what, Monday? that the Eagles could possibly draft another quarterback. <laughs> hey, you athletes, y'all better get it done when you put on those shoes because your sports life is a vapor. All right, I like this. I like this quick boom, boom, boom. Let's go, let's go. So we're going to wrap the show up. And you already know what time it is. It's story time with Uncle Mike. Kids, get your blankets. Get your cots. I used to hate those cots. And I would always get uh, the one that was falling through in the middle. Somebody was too heavy that was on that cot. Anyway. All right. So this story, and I'm going completely from off the top of my head. Um, this is something that just happened. All right. I, I, I. I was on the road and some of the stories are going to be from on the road. Some of them are going to be just from life. And this one is from my FedEx life from behind the counter. See, I'm, I work in the back where, you know, we research packages and we make sure your stuff gets to where it's supposed to go. We correct, you, you know, your stuff and, and we, we, we answer phone calls and we fix things. We're fixers, you know, customer service agents. I'm not the guy that's out front, although I could be. Hey, welcome to FedEx. No, that's not me. Um, I'm more so the guy in the back that's fixing things and getting things together and helping the couriers out and taking phone calls. And a phone call I got last week. Look, if anybody knows anything about what happened in Nashville or in the South, I mean, Texas got hit hard and I feel worse for them. Nashville, y'all didn't get nothing. I mean, we was we was we got snowed in and iced in a little bit, you know, for a couple of days. And it, it was it was plenty. But you didn't lose. If you lost power, I'm sorry. Um, I'm praying for you. But the people in Texas, it was worse. Well, 
here in Nashville, we 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 my station did not move. Uh, it's one of the few times in 21 years that I saw that we just did not work. All right, we were off for four straight days, and so we had a lot of packages that are backed up and still trying to dig our way out of this pile. But long story short, and I'm not going to name any of the people; they will remain anonymous. But some people will go to the utmost lengths of lies to get their packages. Somehow, passports turn into shoes. Yeah, I had one of my buddies that told me about this person. They was they was at the front counter. I need my passport. I'm leaving on my plane today. And they gave us the number, what's called a tracking number. And we went to the back and was searching, searching for, for they were, I wasn't. They were searching for it, you know, for God knows how long. And then when they finally came up with it, they brought the package up front and turned out, they was like, oh, thank you, my shoes. Liar. I mean, people do that. I, I need this is this is my medicine. It's a cell phone. Well, I don't know what was in these packages, but there were two of them. One was still in Memphis where we get a truck up. And then the other one was actually still it was here at the station. And I got onto a, a, a phone call. I answered the phone. Thank you for calling FedEx. This is Mike. And a lady's like, oh, oh, I'm having such a great day. How about you? I said, I'm having a pretty good day. Well, I am, too, because I'm talking to you. Look, Mike, I got so this woman. I, I, I got I got something I need you to do for me. I got a couple tracking numbers. She gives me the tracking numbers. I look up the packages and I say, yeah, one of them is here. One of them is in Memphis. I ended up talking to this lady twice. I run to the back. I get the packages and I put it on what's called hold so she could come and pick it up. Now, when you come pick up a package. You have to bring your ID. And if somebody else comes and gets it for you, then their address has to be the exact same as yours. If it's not, we can't give it to you. She she ended up sending a dude over to get the package that was just a guy that was a runner. Turned out the lady was about 80 years old. She lives in, let's just say, the uppity part of town. And I guess people wait on her hand and foot. Wanted us to do the same. And the guy that came in, he was pretty cool about it. She wanted she wanted the package. We told her we couldn't give it to her. My manager ended up taking it out there to her. But before he left, she had one more request. That request was for us to get the truck that was snowed in down in Memphis. Me, a lowly CSA, supposedly had the power to have the truck brought all the way up here for her, just her package. I don't know. Your package is always the most important package. Even if it is, your package is no is, is more important than anybody else's package. <laughs> and she thought I had the, the power. I said, ma'am, I can't. She said, Michael, Mike, 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 I know you can do it. I know you can do it. I said, look here, my manager's going to handle this. What he's going to bring, he's the one that's bringing you your stuff, and you can take it from there. Boom. And it was over. Well, we worked, that was on a Saturday. We worked overtime. We even worked on a Sunday. We don't do that anymore. I haven't done that in over 20 years. Uh, not on a normal basis anyway. I come back Monday and I, and we're laughing and telling all kinds of stories of, you know, craziness. Um, and along with the, the, the passport and it turning into, magically turning into shoes. 
where I find out from one of my coworkers that the lady called back Sunday 10 times, still trying to get that package because my manager let her know we can't do that. That truck is not going anywhere because it's not safe. People are snowed in. You may not be, but most of the people are. Somehow, her packages turned magically turned into medicine. I didn't tell you that she claimed that it was her birthday. And we need the, I need these now. My birthday is Monday. My, my, yes, my birthday is Monday. And I really need these. And it turned out they were from a five-star hotel in Florida. Now, I'm not the smartest dude on earth, but I, I've never known a five-star hotel that packaged and shipped pharmaceuticals of any kind unless they were, you know, for recreation. <laughs> I'm lying. I, I'm kidding. Um, but I, I, I've never known, you know, there to be a pharmacy within. I mean, let me know if there is a five-star hotel because there's some fat five-star and loaded five-star hotels in the world that probably have grocery stores and all that kind of stuff in there as well. But I, I've never known, and, and it wasn't. It, it, uh, I can't even tell you exactly what it was, but it was not medicine. So she never did get those uh, when she really wanted them. I, that, I mean, people are crazy. They are so hilarious, and they would do anything to get what they want. And I understand it, but at the same time, don't, don't, don't do that. <laughs> Please don't do that. All right, this show is a wrap. Look, it was fun. It was quick, and that's the way it's going to be. Look, rejoin me again behind the mic with your host, Michael Neal, every Wednesday. Check us out. Twitter, Facebook page is going to be up soon. Instagram is going to be firing off some content for you guys. Look, I love y'all. Thanks for listening. Out. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner.